Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our Talking Numbers podcast series. It's my all new Talking Numbers series, Talking Numbers Investment Plus. And it's following the series that we created probably oh, maybe five, six weeks ago now. And it was our Talking Numbers Property Plus series. And that was with Jay Anderson from Jay Anderson Property. This series is brought to you by Virtual Financial, making financial advice affordable to all Australians. And I'm here with the CEO and founder of Virtual Financial, Adam Beshevik. Adam, welcome back to our Investment Plus podcast series. Thanks, Paul. Great to be here. Really enjoying it. Yeah, it's been good fun, hasn't it? It's um, to be to be fair, I think the the information that you're sharing in a general sense is just fantastic. Because I think there's, you know, one of the the, the comments we've 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 gone through a number of times over the the first four episodes has been what you don't know, you don't know. And therefore people sometimes don't make decisions because they're not educated. So the ability to go back and have a listen to everything that you've mentioned um, in a quick 30 minutes has been outstanding. So thank you for sharing with everybody out there. Now today, it is our episode five of our six part series, which is fantastic. Before we get into today's topic, which is about investments, and we're going to look at property versus shares versus crypto, uh, probably three key areas that everyone would like to be involved in. Maybe if you can do a quick recap on episode four for me. So what's the top three things to remember from episode four and we were talking about? Yeah, okay. In regards to um, superannuation and, and the, yeah. different, the different funds. Well, I, I think the number one thing is obviously to get advice. The number two thing would be to you know um it starts with you you know to make an effort you know and 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 to know what super balance you have uh like know what insurances you have under your super know what investments you have and 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 really um you know what your balance is what were your investments you know, if you don't know the answers to these sort of questions you you really need to you know regroup and say okay as we said in the other podcast take one day off a year and if that day might be tomorrow you might need to start tomorrow and say, okay, what do I have in super? You know, let's ring up our industry fund. Let's ring up a retail fund. Let's find out what we've got, what our balance is. Um, are we on track for retirement? How's it invested? Is it growth, is it balanced, or is it sitting in cash? You know, what insurances do I have under, under the super? You know, so you need to know the answers to all these questions. You know, so um, I think as we said before, you know, probably only 10% of people do. So why don't you make an effort and become one of those 10%. And you know what? If you're not sure where to start, well, you know, email me, call me, and I'll help you. Yeah, brilliant, mate. That's a that's a great way to start this episode five because those little tips are what's critical to making sure you're a part of the 10% and not, not a part of the 90% because we want people to get better in the way that they look at their investments or their superannuation, which is you know, this is the employer contribution, the retail fund that you may be involved in or the industry fund that you may be involved in. And But ask better questions so you're aware of answers. You know the information at hand, which is fantastic because that's when you can seek better advice. All right, mate, let's get into today's topic. Um, probably one of my favourite again. It's, it's a, We always look to chat about certain things. And in the past, we've done this as well. I know when we, we ran a workshop uh, at your Brisbane base office a few months ago. And we spoke about this in particular, where we had a property person talking about property, we had you talking about shares, and we had a crypto expert talking about crypto. So let's get into that. Let's talk about shares versus crypto, um, all different asset classes, and then property shares, crypto, sorry, all different asset classes, fair to say. Um, 
So tell us, why would someone opt to enter into either property or shares? Well, look, I, I suppose the first thing is that, you know, besides your family home, you know, your, your superannuation is, is, your, is your next biggest asset. And, and people are asking themselves the question, you know, how should I invest my money? The, like the 10% of people that do, do make an effort is ask themselves, how do I invest my money? Do I invest it in property? Do I invest in shares? And it's a question we get all the time. So uh, my answer to that is, if you, if, you get, if you want to do direct property, well, obviously, we need to look at a self-interested fund. So the first question is, do you have at least $300,000 in super? If you don't, well, let's just work and help you with the retail fund to get you to 300000 And then once you've got 300000 then let's help you with the self-interested fund to, buy, to go and buy that uh, residential property. Um, shares, so, some clients love shares, and, and, and obviously, the share market's done very well over the years. And, um, you know, we use what we call an MDA, a managed treasury account which has shares, but also has fixed interest and has other, uh, other investments in, in the portfolio as well. So, so property and, 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 and shares are definitely the two biggest assets that, uh, uh, that clients are, are really talking about. And then obviously crypto is one that, you know, a lot of people these days uh, are talking about crypto and investing in crypto. Um, I just spoke to a, uh, a client this morning and he told me he's got, um, he's got about $90,000 in crypto. Uh, so it's interesting you know, the way the world's going and, and uh, having the right assets in place is really important. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And I think that there's still a lot of, I'll say, unanswered questions about crypto um, with certainly the, you know, the volatility of, of Bitcoin. And don't get me wrong, look, you hear the stories. A lot of people have made a lot of money and I'm talking about millions in Bitcoin. Yep. Um, but the old scenario of high risk, high reward, I suppose, to a certain degree and, the way that it continues to fluctuate is a is a really interesting one, isn't it? No, it certainly is. I mean, like with crypto, look, the hardest thing I find is if you, it's hard to invest in something you don't, don't understand. I don't really, yes. I don't really understand crypto. I know it's blockchain and this and that, and um, and and you know, computer people tell you it's the, the way of the future, and, and it possibly could be. But one thing you remember with crypto is that it, it's only an asset based. It doesn't produce any income. So when you invest in a share, uh, say you invest in the Commonwealth Bank. Uh, not only do you get the capital growth, but you generally receive a dividend of around seven or eight percent a year as well. You yes. know, so, so you're getting two sources of income, whereas with a crypto, you only get one source. And that's a great thing about whether it's a share, agree. So you've got capital growth and you've got a dividend payment. Mm -hmm. So you're getting a, a, mm -hmm. a, a cash payment every year. And similar with property, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, if you buy an investment property for you know three fifty four hundred thousand dollars, so we're not talking ridiculous amounts of money but you can rent that out so you've got rental income coming in and you've got the capital growth along the way. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about your view on, and I've, and I've heard you talk about this in the past in terms of whether it's diversified or let's, let's put it in the language of let's call it a balanced portfolio. Um, uh, what's your view on a balanced portfolio in terms of let's talk, let's say shares, let's say property, we let's throw some crypto in there or I think in a previous, we spoke about yeah. an, an, an alternative asset. Um, and then we've got superannuation as well. What's your view on that? Yeah, well, look, obviously to have property, uh, direct property in your fund, you need to have a self interest fund. However, however, saying that though, we, we have um, an MDA that we have uh, MDA super through the Chartreux and uh, investments which we use, which also has property in the fund. Um, so right. uh, we, we believe it's, 
it's great to have a good balance of uh, of those assets, um, you know, in your fund. So if you're talking about a self-interested fund, you'd be talking about, you know, clients might buy a direct property, but we'd also encourage them to also have an MDA where we kind of diversify that out with some shares and fixed interest and alternative assets. And with, with crypto, um, basically, you know, that really can only be done through a self-interested fund um, or investing in your own name. Um, and, and look, we just say to clients, you know, crypto is not something we, we, we recommend or, or advise on, How will, but, we're not, but we're not silly. We, we do understand, you know, I, th- I think it's something like seven out of 10 people have crypto now. So, so we're not going to turn a blind eye to it. Um, but what, what we would recommend is in their portfolio, they would really want to keep it down to, you know, 10 to 20% of their portfolio. They don't want to put in 100% of their portfolio. Because as we saw just recently, you know, the, the, uh, you know Bitcoin dropped by 50% overnight. You know, so if your portfolio was 100% in Bitcoin, you would have you, you, your portfolio would have dropped by half. And you know, when you're saving for retirement, the whole idea is to actually have money in retirement. So we don't want to risk your retirement because you know when we're doing retirement planning, we're basing everything around about a six percent return. That includes income and capital, uh, which we which we know we can achieve because we've done that in the past. Uh, and and you know, we don't want to have any assets in there that are really going to affect our fund and and affect their retirement. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And and look, that's that's so important. So that last two or three minutes that Adam, if you're listening to this as our loyal listeners of Talking Numbers Investment Plus, that last bit is just so important to make sure that, you, again, you're considering that. And going back to even, Adam, what you said before in terms of taking that time out and working out, whether it's half a day or a day, and working through where you want that as well, just to make sure you've got that balance. I think that's really important. Um, mate, in terms of weighting, let's call it, you know, because there's so many different areas that we can look at, whether property, share, super, crypto, um, what sort of weighting would you put as a percentage on each of those to make sure it was balanced? Oh, look, it, it, it just depends really on, on the client and, and, and their profile. Um, so that, that certainly comes into it. Um, and it depends whether they're buying direct property or whether we're just doing property through our, our MDA. So through our MDA, typically we'll only have around 30% in property. Um, and um, then we'll have uh, roughly around uh, 40 to 50% in shares, international Australian. And then the balance would be alternative assets, fixed interest, infrastructure funds and so forth. Um, so it just depends on 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 the client and and the, and the weighting and, and depending on where they're investing, whether it's a self-interested fund or whether it's a retail fund, uh, it does make a difference. You know, so if a client does buy a residential property in a self-interested fund, obviously the weighting is going to be pretty high, residential property. But what we do try and do is we do try and encourage the clients to set up an MDA, and all the future um, contributions and the future uh, money that goes into the fund. Uh, heads towards the MDA to balance it out. So we we try and you know try and get back to that fifty fifty kind of property and property and shares. Right. Okay. Good. 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 Um, and mate, this is probably the hardest part, I suppose. We we tend to get the 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 media always has a lot to answer for because I suppose they're they're there to sway our opinions, I suppose. And um, yeah. if we looked at an example of shares, an example. Uh, investing into companies on the ASX or in the US on the NASDAQ. Um, if I had an appetite for, let's say, tech, if I said, right, I, I um, you know, sort of whether it's Facebook, Instagram, sort of WhatsApp, that's under the, the meta now, or Google or Microsoft or um, 
what's the I've just gone blank for a second. What's the the big electric car company? Um, uh, Tesla. 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 Yeah. So so Tesla with what they're moving into. Yeah. Um, what, how do we? Is that something that's easily that, that you can work within those sort of boundaries? If we said, well, I've got an appetite for tech, that that's what I'd like to invest in. Yeah, we certainly can. So we can design portfolios for our clients. Uh, towards their weighting and, and towards the companies that we think uh, are going to do well in the future. So um, we certainly have a broad um, kind of investment portfolio um, that we can actually use for our clients. Um, however, you know, we do we do suggest to clients leave the investing to us and um, we can obviously weight it towards a particular industry or particular, you know, shares or NASDAQ, whatever it might be. But um, we'll certainly do all our, all our homework to ensure that you know, we do a lot of research to make sure that where we're investing the clients' funds is is right, and 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 making sure it's it's balanced appropriately. Um, you know, a lot of cases we do invest our clients with uh, under a growth portfolio because we we see our clients investing for 30, 40 years. So we we, we really try and spread that spread that risk. And and, and our portfolios we like to call them risk adjusted portfolios because we do, um, you know, have that safety there of property and fixed interest and so forth. Yeah, clever. Clever. And I think that's, that's just as important, is it? So, um, and I think that's, again, while I might have that appetite because that's what I'm seeing in the marketplace and that's what even my children are talking about, it is important, just as, just as important to come and see you and get that advice as opposed to tell your advisor to come and talk to your advisor. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, we're going to take the emotion out of it. So is your client yes. attached? Um, we're going to look at it as a cognitive thing and make sure that, you know, this basis behind everything we do, um, you know. I mean, I think you mentioned Tesla. I mean, they're 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 making beans dollars and losses every year. So, um, you know, we certainly steer away from those sort of companies. Uh, for us, making a profit and having low debt is really important. You know, so investing wisely. So, um, you know, and that's something we go through with our clients. Yeah, brilliant. And I know, mate, in our, in our just getting into property for a second, and I know in our Property Plus, our Talking Numbers Property Plus podcast series with Jay Anderson, you know, Jay spoke about the importance of research, data, understanding the data. Is that something you also support? Yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, I love what Jay does, and, and, and I think research and, and is very important. And, uh, you know, what he does with his property side is, 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 is very important. And, and we certainly do a lot of research for our clients, you know, in regards to any ship. But before we invest in any share or any property fund or whatever, we, we do a lot of research to ensure that it, it fits all of our concerns. You know, like, for example, not, not having high debt, having good income. You know, so we, we have a lot of metrics that have to be met. Before you know, our investment manager Andrew Meekin, uh, who will be on our our webinar going forward every quarter, we're talking about our MDA. Yeah, very true. We're going to do the lunch and learn every quarter with Andrew, aren't we? So, but I but I agree, and I think the the the, the key thing in there is to make sure that um, when you are getting that advice and you're going on independent research, with obviously you use from a shares point of view, or yep. let's say Jay uses from a property point of view, it's actual research, it's data, and the data doesn't lie, as opposed to, and I think you mentioned this in sort of one of our previous episodes, where you get emotionally drowned, oh, oh well, I, I live in Ascot, oh, I should buy my investment property in Ascot, well, is that the best, is that the best for the data, and the data could show that as an example, but is it showing that, and that's the great thing about using research and data. That no, certainly is, and I think it, it it's proven. You know, um, 
to and to drill deep into these companies to ensure look at their balance sheets and look and see what they've got. Have they got high debt? What assets do they have? You know, how's their management performing? We look at all of that, uh, you know, and just to ensure, you know, at the end of the day, the number one thing in investing is not losing money. So we don't want to lose money. And the second thing is we want to try and make some money after, um, once we know that the, the, the investment's safe. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. So mate, we've, we've covered, you know, shares and property. Let's talk a little bit more about crypto. And I know we, we you know, we both don't get it. And I know we've both been at, even at a, we're at a investor event uh, not long ago. And what was the other one that we, we were looking at? That um, the, oh, I don't even remember the NTIFs oh, or whatever it is. NFTs. The NFTs. I can't even say it. So yeah. isn't that funny that, so we, that we, we may leave NFTs to another series when that is totally in another world for me. And I think my children may understand it before I do still. But um, getting yeah. back to, let's say, the, the, you know, the crypto side, um, what's your take on that given, or I know you're only providing general advice here, but you know, given that it's probably something that you can't recommend, but people are interested to find out more, what's your take on that? Yeah, look, I think, you know, uh, from my, I suppose, research, is it's important to invest uh, where, obviously, there's no guarantees on crypto, but what you want to do is ensure that, you know, if you do invest and make money, you can get the money back out. Um, now, the ASX have some um, crypto companies that have gone through rigorous um, procedures to ensure that they're uh, above board and have the right systems in place and procedures. So uh, for my clients, you know, if, if they're asking general advice, what would you do? Well, my, my advice would be to invest in something that's regulated uh, and, and re- investing in maybe a regulated uh, crypto on the ASX would be, um, there's no guarantee, but at least you know that it's regulated and, and the government uh, are watching and, and doing audits and, and making sure that if clients do invest, they do get their money back. So I wouldn't be investing in some sort of, where you get some sort of code and if you lose the code, you lose your money. I mean, I think that's a bit crazy. Yeah, I um, agree. Because that's uh, happened a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. So I'd just be investing in a regulated fund. You know, that just, just makes a lot of sense to me. And obviously, um, I'm not recommending any uh, regulated funds, but, you know, if you go to the ASX, you can have a look. And I think if you're going to do uh, crypto, and let's face it, a lot of people are, you know, do it where it's regulated and we, you know, if it does go up, hopefully you've got that ability to get the money back out. True. So there are regulated funds on the Australian Stock Exchange. Is that what you're saying? There are. In crypto. Yeah. There are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So I agree because that, that's where the extra layer of regulations, information, reporting, disclosure, that's where it comes into it as opposed to something that's just a, 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 a link and a and a number and you don't know where things go. So well, crypto is um, not really regulated, you see. So they can no. do, they can do whatever they like. Um, so yes. but, if, but, if they, but if they list on the ASX, there's a number of hoops they've got to jump over. Um, so it makes it a lot more feasible, in my in my opinion. You know? no, I'd agree with you as well. I'd agree with you because that's the, that's a bit that when it's not regulated, like you said, yeah, it depends on whether you want to. I'll say if you've got some play money. If you want to throw a thousand dollars into it and have a bit of a play, well, that's very different to to a serious type of investment um, that you want to see good returns on. Because if you're going to have a play, you've got to be, my opinion is, be prepared to lose your play money. Yeah, I think it's good advice. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, like obviously, you know, we both don't recommend or do crypto, uh, but if clients want to invest in it, you know, just just do it the safe way, do it through a regulated authority. 
Um, and just remember, it's not going to pay you income. It's just a capital play. And just keep keep it down to, you know, just think think of, uh, you know, as you said, you know, 10%, 10%. If it's, in, if, it's, if it's in yourself in a super fund, don't do any more than 10%. If it's outside super, you know, just just be very careful uh, uh, and don't invest what you can't afford to lose. That's a great piece of advice, isn't it? Don't invest what you can't afford to lose. And I think in those type of uh, less information, less um, research, um, higher risk, that's a great piece of advice to finish up with. So only invest what you're willing to lose. It's a bit of a gamble really, isn't it? It's a bit like putting going down to the casino or going to the track and having a bit of a bet on the horses. It, it's, it's similar, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's it's interesting, interesting, interesting area. You know, um, I'm following. It is. Um, I think yeah, NFTs are really interesting. So I, I find it really interesting, uh, but you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put uh, a lot of money into it. Um, I, I think it's high risk. Uh, you know, it's like you know, venture capital, that sort of thing. You know, th- there's potentially higher risks. So you know, um, you've got to just be just be cautious. You know, and um, yes, you, the, the your core funds need to be in, you know, core assets like property. Like shares, fixed interest, and so forth. You know, and and to be fair, um, shares and property. You, you know, again, it's got the history of growth. It's got the history of returns, and that's probably what you come down to, as opposed to let's say crypto. It really doesn't have. There's just not enough history out there at this stage, unless you're obviously going to go to a managed fund listed on the ASX, where there's a lot more disclosure there. So, great piece of advice there. Um, I, I think what I'd like to do is, you know, to all of you listening to this, um, I, I think we can definitely delve a little bit deeper into NFTs and into crypto a little bit more. And that may be something we look to do in the future in terms of another series. And we might look to bring in some other experts that can provide us with that layer of expertise as well. So, mate, uh, great way to wrap up episode five of our Talking Numbers Investment Plus series. Um, any any uh, advice or parting comments before we before we tell people what our last episode is. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Look, I think it's just important, you know, with, with, with crypto, just be, just be very cautious, uh, you know, and, and obviously, you know, with, with you know, property and, and, and shares, you know, just getting the right advice is, is, is really important. Yeah. Well said, mate. Well said. Now our next show um, or our next episode, should I say, is all about, the future and it's all about planning for it so this is our episode five we're about to go into episode six so stay with us if you've enjoyed our series so far to our series one of our six part series of talking numbers investment plus adam thanks again for joining me today mate it's been um, exciting to again hear your thoughts your advice your knowledge there's no doubt you've got a lot of that behind you and that's what people look for so certainly some of the key things that adam's gone through rewind it listen to it again go and have a listen to episode one through to four as well and see if some of those really resonate with you um and if it does fantastic if you want more information jump onto the website virtual financial google that and have a look at their five minute health check it's free go and do it because these are the sorts of things again in this educational podcast series that we want to give back because we want to make financial advice affordable for all Australians. And this, it starts with you, as Adam has always said in this series. So make sure you're doing the hard work to make sure you're a part of the, the 10% and not a part of the 90% that actually does something about this. Um, 
Adam, thanks again for joining us. To all of you that have joined us, we hope you've enjoyed it. And we look forward to you joining us again for episode number six, the last in our series one. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, mate.